Have you ever sat staring out a window or found yourself strolling through a park in a trance, marveling at the energy, dexterity, the laser-focused work ethic of a squirrel? Have you ever watched a beady-eyed squirrel meticulously clean and then bury an acorn and thought to yourself, what do you have to teach me about life, you strange little creature? If so, this is the episode you've been waiting for. If not, you're already here. You might as well stick around. You is a very fluid concept right now. It's culture and film and art. It's music and interesting books. It's conversations and eavesdroppings. It's the impact of friends and complete strangers. The stuff that gets into the cracks of your life and makes you who you are. It's an attention collection. You already have one. The question is, how are you using it? One of my favorite writers on the subject of mindfulness opened a chapter in one of his books with a riff on squirrels. He says, I used to be amazed at their ability to bury acorns in my lawn in the fall, remember where they had stashed them, and then return in the winter. Then one day my wife read that they don't remember. They just dig at random until they get lucky. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. This paragraph drained a little bit of the magic from squirrels for me. This whole time I thought they had this elaborate system, but no. According to this author, they're just scratching around like nut fiends hoping for a fix. But it turns out this guy was wrong. According to a number of studies, way more studies than I would have assumed people did on squirrels, the process isn't accidental at all. Apparently, they use a kind of spatial memory to relocate their stash. Research from Hokkaido University in Japan suggests that squirrels use landmarks. They recognize trees and they gauge the distance between themselves, the tree, and their own nests. Okay, before we go any further, I want to promise you this whole thing isn't about squirrels. But can we just take a moment to celebrate my restored respect for the species? I'm sorry I ever doubted you squirrels. But I think as winter approaches, darkness is setting in earlier and earlier here in the States, it would be helpful to draw some inspiration from their process. You have to ask yourself a question you probably never would have assumed you'd ask yourself. What can we learn from squirrels and buried nuts. This year for Thanksgiving, my wife and I started a couple new traditions with the kids. One of them, since it was just the five of us this year, thanks Rona, was just to stop pretending turkey should be the centerpiece of a meal. We don't have time to debate this, so I'll just make my case and move on. Turkey is not good, <laughs> hence gravy. Hence the three-week brine and ten ways not to make a bone-dry turkey videos. You shouldn't have to take a master class to cook a turkey. Turkey is for next day sandwiches. That's it. Nothing more. So we had crab legs instead. But anyhow, we're getting off track because then I'm going to start talking about crab legs. The other tradition was that we introduced the kids to Home Alone 1 and 2. We hyped the film up days in advance. We laid out snacks when time came, and we pressed play. 
And I spent most of the time watching their faces. I was watching the corners of their mouths turn up in preparation for laughter. The gasps, the raised eyebrows, the few times they looked over with that, is it okay for kids to say that? Look on each of their faces. I've always loved these films. I come back to them myself year after year. But to see them respond, to crack up at the same parts I cracked up at, to watch them place these films in their own attention collections was a gift for me. It was a gift for my wife. A tradition was born, and I think we'll return to it year after year going forward. But here's what we won't do. We're not going to return to these films every month like we do everything else on Disney+. As good as they are, we're going to intentionally store them up for a specific season because they'll give us something to look forward to. It's like a treasure to dig back up on a cold, snowy day. By now you've probably heard of seasonal affective disorder. Perhaps you've even dealt with it. It shows up at the same time every year because of the loss of sunlight. It's a winter condition. Wherever there's less sunlight, these symptoms can pop up. Fatigue, depression, hopelessness, social withdrawal. And it happens for millions of people. It's serious. But even for those of us who've never encountered this, winter still presents challenges. We lose our sense of time. It feels like 10 p.m. at 5 in the evening. It can affect our concentration. And there's this kind of low-grade anxiety that hovers over the winter months. And that's in a normal year. Add to this the global pandemic that's very much not over, and you can see how challenging this experience can and probably will be for a lot of people this year. During this season, a kind of hunger sets in. And although it often involves food, it's a hunger that food alone can't satisfy. So most of us, at least those of us listening to this podcast, have our food needs met. We hunt for a different kind of sustenance. It's a hunger for connection, for meaning, for purpose. It's a hunger for joy. And this is where it's good to have a stash buried somewhere close by. It's good to take the time beforehand and store up meaningful experiences in preparation for the coming cold. And isn't that what we're doing when we practice traditions? Isn't that the whole function of a tradition? We find something or we have an experience. An exchange takes place and we store it away so that we can revisit it again and again. Isn't that the whole point of reading and reciting spiritual texts that were written thousands of years ago to remind ourselves to hope, to nourish our souls, to have a shared experience with those who've gone before and those who will come after us? Isn't that why we tuck away songs and just sing them in one season a year or for special occasions? Isn't that why we tuck away old cards or letters? We actually put them in a drawer or we close them away in a shoebox, out of sight, but close enough to dig them up 
in moments of sadness or longing or when we need encouragement. Yes, we bury them, but we don't throw them away because we know we'll come back to them down the road. It's why we have dusty record collections and bins full of old photos. You know, if we want to get to them, we might have to move a bunch of stuff. We might have to scrape away layers of dust just to uncover them, let alone engage with them. But doesn't that bring its own kind of joy? It's the excitement of rediscovering something that gave you life, having to peel away the layers just to get to it. That's part of the process. It's why we come back to films. We quote every line. We laugh or we cry in the same spots every time, but we always come back. It's why in certain seasons of life or when we're in a certain mood, we pull that book off the shelf, the one we've read a hundred times before, because we want to reunite with characters or concepts. It's like we're attending a family reunion every time we come back to it. It's the reason we revisit landmarks. They might have no significance to anyone else, but for us, it brings back this familiar feeling. Because these experiences, each one of them, fill us up in different ways. They strengthen us. They sustain us through the changing seasons. They give us something to look forward to. Because no matter where we find ourselves, we know there's something of value to dig up. And just like what we've learned about squirrels, or maybe you already knew it because you're awesome, it's not accidental discovery. Sure, there are surprising encounters every day. There's unexpected moments of meaning everywhere. And we stumble on these things. That in and of itself has value. But we don't rely on these experiences to fuel us. What we do after we bump into them is what makes the difference. It's when we gather these moments. When we intentionally store them up and create ritual and tradition or find touch points to come back to, that's when lasting meaning is found. Which brings me to something that I'm not sure how I've made it almost 70 episodes of this podcast without mentioning. At least, I don't recall mentioning it. And that's the show, This Is Us. Now, depending on who you are, when you heard those words, you either rolled your eyes or your eyes filled up with tears and you're already looking for a Kleenex. I'm with you. So early on in the show, there's this episode that centers around Thanksgiving. The Pearson family's Thanksgiving is blown up. They're stranded on the side of the road. They're forced to spend the night in this sketchy motel. And there's not a grocery store. There's not a restaurant nearby. So they can't even scrape together a proper meal. And so Everyone's frustrated. They're all disconnected. That is until Jack Pearson steps in to save the day, right? He raids the gas station across the street, and he comes back with nothing but cold hot dogs, craft singles, and saltines. And he borrows this pilgrim hat from the creepy guy running the place, and he busts into the family's motel room, and he throws together a picnic on the floor. He tells ridiculous stories with the stupid hat on and craft cheese hot dogs and crackers 
somehow manages to rescue the evening. Now listen, no one in the family would have chosen that night, but the experience brought them together and a tradition was formed. And so every year, even long after Jack Pearson passed away, the Pearsons recreated that meal. They included it right alongside the official Thanksgiving dinner. And so this random cheese, cracker, hot dog concoction nourishes this family in a way that nothing else on the table ever could. Because it comes from a deeper place. It's something that has to be uncovered and revisited. And that experience fills it with so much meaning. Now I realize it's just a show, and I've spent way too much time talking about squirrels, but I think this idea has something for all of us. I think it's something that we need, perhaps now more than ever, because we each have these moments hidden for safekeeping all around us. And perhaps, depending on where you are in life right now, you might have trouble remembering where they are. But once you uncover one, you'll probably remember where more are hidden. So which traditions have you lost sight of? Which ones do you need to reclaim? Or which traditions can you create right now for yourself, for your family, or for your community? Where are the reminders that you have hidden? The words of encouragement, the things that bring you joy that will help sustain you through this season. Because winter is here in every sense of the word. So now is the time to revisit the music that fills you up. To scrape the dirt off the life-giving words that you already have buried within. I don't care if you find them in a sacred text or a comedy special. Shakespeare or Chappelle. It doesn't matter. It's time to dig them up again.